I didn't know the same thing. It's random. Everything and anything we talk. My heart stay real. Welcome to the village. It is randoms with dial buttons. Yes, yes, yes. I am excited as you are. I am glad and happy and uh, I'm still kicking. I'm still blessing God. So today, we have something really, really, as much as it is interesting, it is educative. You know, we want to talk about this and we want to clear the air. We want you to understand that uh, this is it. So I'm saying we because I'm not the only one having this conversation. It's uh, a conversation between me and a very, very great man. Uh, so I need you to listen and enjoy. Remember to rate this podcast. Come on. It won't cost you anything. Just stop that rating. Pound five. <laughs> Just stop it. Pound. And share. Share. Because it's going to bless another person. If it has blessed you or if it is blessing you, it will definitely bless another person. Without me wasting too much talk or going into too much conversation unnecessarily, uh, let's just go straight to the podcast itself, to the conversation in general. My name is Dio Buttons, for those of you who are looking for me. And uh, for those who have been in the village for a long time, you can always tell me that random thought. Let's talk about it together. I'll be back after now. Stay tuned. Extra, extra, read all about it. Now listen. Hi, that sounds too cliche. Oh, cliche, like some people would say if that's a word. Have you heard of that guy called Dio? Yeah, that guy called Dio. He's a podcaster, a broadcaster, a voiceover artist, a foodie. <laughs> he's not fat. And yes, he's a consultant. Do you want to have a podcast? Do you want to go into broadcasting? Do you want to do voiceovers? Or you want a voice for your brand or company or product? Or you're looking for a hangout spot for your company, for yourself, for a picnic, for anything. You're looking for a place to chill out. You're looking for that shortlet. You're looking for that fine apartment. And that's where he comes in. Or you're looking for that food, that game you can have with your friends. Or you're looking for an MC. Now this is your guy, that guy called Dio. You should check him out at Dio Buttons, at Plugged In Village, at Solomon's Town. You should. You will thank me later. That guy called Dio. So I always like to say this whenever I start my conversation with uh, my guest. Uh, it's funny how we just get to talk and talk and talk. And now we're talking about something that is literally trending, sort of. I said sort of because it is something that is just <sighs> this day you're married, the next you're divorced. Wow, I just let the cat out of the bag. So I saw this person online and uh, haven't followed him for a while. Uh, he's known as the secret place husband. Well, some people know him as Ola Shueton. Uh Good day, sir. How are you doing, sir? I'm very well, Andy. I'm good. I'm good. First off, why did you call yourself Secret Place Husband? Okay, so, I mean, um, we had a vision for marriages for families, and then my wife started off with the Secret Place wife, 
and um, I was supporting, you know, playing my guy in the same way. And after some time, there was clamor, you know, like, who's going to be talking to the man? And actually, I didn't want to start that because I knew it's going to be a very difficult task, you know, talking to my gender. You know, you can be <laughs> at eight something. <laughs> well, <laughs> so, uh, after some time, you know, I I gave in, and um, that's how uh, I started um, the secret place of Wow, secret um, place of spent. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so um. <laughs> We're looking at a particular topic that is really, really hard. And I hope that in the next 20 minutes, we're able to, you know, enlighten people and uh, show them the truth or tell them the truth about it. Uh, we're looking at marriage and divorce. So over time, I'm always asking myself, our fathers, our mothers back then, they had a beautiful marriage. And it lasts long. Why is it that marriage in itself these days they don't last as long as it should? Uh, okay, yeah, that question is always uh, a kind of um, a difficult question because when we say things like that, I, for a personal life, facts. Uh, I like to go back to statistics, you know, mm -hmm. uh, back then, uh, there's really no statistics to back up the fact that you had you know, lasting marriages or better marriages than we have now. True. That's one. Secondly, uh, I mean, um, you, you, so, so, so that's, that explains a lot of things, you know, it's, it's, the, and when you look at the population, the population then and now, we have more people now. So, I mean, if you're going to, if you're going back to statistics again, so if you had like 10 million people and now you have 15 million people or 20 million people, definitely there's going to be a increase in the number of things, the events that are going to be happening, all right? So because mm -hmm. people have multiplied, definitely events too will work to multiply. So, I mean, it's, it's quite very difficult to say, oh, they had better marriages or they had longer lasting marriages than what we are having now, all right? Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I mean, I think that from the fact that people are making, people now have the, the mind, the, 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 uh, the stigma of divorce. People are getting out of it, like, I mean, back in those days, you, you, there's, that expression is not really there that okay, I can work out of my marriage, you know. But now people are, you know, have the, the liberty, you know, the, the, the taking on the, their, the freedom to say, okay, yes, I can work away it. And I, I can say that probably that's why, you know, the assumption is there that, okay, they had it better in those days than now, and the you know, marriages are not lasting now than, you know, back then. And, stuff like that hmm. but well it, yeah, it doesn't take away the challenges that we have i mean in today's marriages so probably maybe we should just you know focus on the challenges we have in today's marriages because comparing what our parents had and what we have now i mean we're not going to leave this place it's just going to be foreign again and we're just trying to you know propose different kinds of I mean, theories that um, 
didn't really go they have no um evidential or factual backing. So True, true. You know, when we look at some of the challenges that pushes people uh, into marriage and out of marriage, <laughs> it looks like the same. No, So I was thinking about this then uh, and I've come to realize that there are three things, I might be wrong, that pushes people into marriage. And these same three things almost push people out of marriage. Uh, one is money. The other is love, yeah. and the third is sex. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I, I just feel if are these three things really, really that uh, as high as I am saying it. Uh, okay, so the thing about marriage is, is first of all, let's lay this foundation so that you know our audience can get the right perspective. Sex, you want to talk about 
Like, I'm not thinking that, oh, I'm taking my own. So I'm not going to marry just because I want to be angry. I just don't, I don't, I'm not just going to marry because I just want to be secularly satisfied. So, because at this point, I imagine two people coming into marriage with this mindset, not coming to seek my own, but coming to seek the welfare of my partner. I mean, so I'm seeking to your welfare, you're seeking to my welfare. Like, you scratch on my, my back, I scratch your back. Kind yeah, of, yeah. Kind of thing. So, that would, that, would, that would really help, right? And again, that will also say the law is as strong as the death. I mean, and that's why we always say to death to do us what do us part. So, I mean, loving someone like, I mean, someone that gets married to someone that you are ready to die for and having a partner who is also ready to die for you. I mean, that's, so at that, at that level, at that standard, you know, you can, that is the standard that I think that even as human being, it can make you tremble, all right? So whatever the agenda you have, if we put it under this X-ray, under this, you know, this, I mean, Box. this um, stick that created these two principles, the love does not seek its own, and love is a death, it will help you to be able to assess uh, what you're feeling and what your decision and commitment is coming to that level can mm. you to know yourself how far you will go. Sometimes you don't even need to stress us. It is your understanding that will determine how you go. So it's not a function of oh it just happened or things like those going that no. It is your understanding. And that is why we are providing the education. Because if you are well educated then definitely have a long lasting relationship because you are well educated. And this is one of the benefits is prevalent in our times now. Our parents don't really have this privilege or not. Educate them about their relationship and marriage. I mean, it's just whatever they can do. It's just the default. It's not, it's not built intentionally. It's just things being done by different People just know, okay, let us, let us tag along, let us move along, all right? But now, there is education. And it's always very funny to me when people say, oh, there's no manual of this thing. They're just running anyway, all right? And, and that's not totally true, and that's not totally wise to say. That, oh, no, there's no manual. So you think there is a manual? Of course, of course. When people say there is no manual, it's just a kind of, I mean, it's a lazy attitude to not want to grow. Because the only thing that marriage can assure you of is growth. And that's the whole essence of getting married, being better. That's the most fundamental reason of, being, of getting married. If you want to get better, if you want to be a better person, get married. If you want to stay rich, stay whatever you want to be, you don't have to get married. Marriage is not by force. Marriage is not compulsory. But one thing I can assure you, if you want to be a better person, uh -uh, then get married. You can be the CEO of a Fortune 500 company, you can be a billionaire, you can be anything. You can be the, the, the fastest athlete in the world. You can be anything without marriage. Without marriage, you can be. You can be that philanthropist. You can be anything you want to be, you can be without marriage. All right? But if you choose to be a better person, then get married. Because that is the only place where you have the opportunity to be closely examined. Mm. And you get your feedback back from them. That's, that's the only opportunity. Where you have... You are closely examined and you get your feedback perspective. There's the way you look, there's the way you talk, there's the way you walk. Your partner will give you that feedback. If mm. you are the CEO of the company, your employers 
is may not be able to give you that feedback. Say, oh God, hey, you are like this or like that. Yeah, if, true. If you are okay with this state, you are not okay with it. But it's not like that in marriage. Do you understand that? Yeah, now? yeah. It's not like that in marriage. Hmm. So, so it is. It, it, the focus is that you want to be a better person. So, when people say they want to get married, it's just like, do you realize that you now want to be a better person? So you must wow. be ready for that. So you must be teachable and you must be ready to learn. Hmm, true. Okay, so this one I want to ask. Hmm. I've I've always <laughs> I've seen people. And I've asked myself these questions over time. Before we even talk about divorce, uh, this is courtship. Now, I've seen people who have courted for three years, two years, three years below to like one month, and they are married. And I've seen people who have courted for 10 years, nine years, or five years and above, and are not married. And I'm asking myself, what exactly are you still looking for? <laughs> okay, so that's why I said, you know, as much as things there are, marriage is still so much more personal. So for courtship, it's based on their decision, all right? And, you know, sometimes we just throw the word courtship around. It's a designated period of time that leads to marriage. So, I mean, you can't say you are courting when you don't have, I mean, a, a, a wedding day, let me put it like that, a wedding date in foresight. You can't say you are courting. Mm. Uh, if you are courting, you have a date, you have a target view, a date probably on view, and then you will not be doing courtship, which is essentially a period of learning and hmm. i said that the learning can be informal it can be formal it can be informal in the sense that if you have parents you have uncles and aunties who could i mean give both couples to be in mean, the the sound education that they need you know for their marriage i mean or formally whereby you come to i mean a relationship coach or a counselor and you know, you get the, the, the proper orientation and education that you need for your marriage, right? Mm. So, so what most people, is, what most people do is just dating. Yes, probably <laughs> dating. Yeah, they just meet each other. Wow. And it's so funny that you know that's what that's all they have to. They probably get married sometimes, so they don't really court. Hmm. They think that oh, after proposal, then we are now into courtship. Yes, you are some way having that. You know, it doesn't matter. You are definitely in courtship. But, I mean, as you really courting, okay? Uh, because you can be in school and and be a trend. I mean, not attending lectures regularly. Wow. So, I mean, you are also in school. You can't say you're in school. So the same thing happens with being in courtship. You're in courtship, but you're learning nothing about each other you're learning nothing about the i mean the process you get about to start the life you're about to live together you learn close to nothing about it and all that you're preparing for all that you are using your courtship to do is to select um um SOD to decide on the kind of key that's all you're spending your courtship on all right so that's that's probably a waste of time and opportunity. 
that's that's what people sometimes don't know. If you are in country, you must be having some kind of informal or formal orientation or training going on. Hmm. It's a must. Okay, so let's let's use the next couple of minutes to talk about divorce because I try as much as possible not to take too much time on my podcast. Okay. Yeah, so divorce in its all sense. First off, yeah. uh, let's break it down. <sighs> I I don't want to mention name because <laughs> uh, I've had series of people who were married at some point and now they're divorced. I'm from a separated family, actually. Uh, my okay. mom, my mom, uh, my dad left when I was two years and then brought divorce paper when I was uh, about 10 or 15 around that time. So it's easy for me to just talk about it. Uh, I'm not even going to talk about the children who are facing this now. Let's start with the early divorcees, the early marriage who are divorced at now. You know, you're married two years and then you're divorced. What do you think usually springs or pushes this thing out? Why do people go into divorce so early? All right, so I mean, face of plant plant of hair. So we started talking about courtship, which is your entry if you're into the marriage itself. What do you know for going into it? And what are the things? And like I always say, it is not the certain things that is always that 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 that's the that will be the true test of the marriage is the uncertainty. So when you get to what are the things you discovered? What are the down do you have any pathway to managing any of these things? Do you understand? I mean, and so if you don't, it's going to be shocking and sometimes you are not really prepared for what is to come, what is in. What so what happens to the vows? Okay, so that's the thing, you know, when people are making vows without understanding, that's that's another thing. And and that's why, you know, recently I made a post and I was saying that men should be allowed to write their at a moment when they are expressing their love their emotions. You know, most times we get carried away during wedding ceremony. We think about the fun, fair, and party so much and we forget the fact that those two people are uniting emotionally, physically, I mean, mentally, we forget that if they are, they are, there should be rights. I mean, I mean, wedding rights, marital rights, like a kind of, I mean, uh, it, it's a kind of initiation into an, an institution. So, you know, that's what the vow is supposed to be based on. It's supposed to come from a place of having that sound orientation and be able to sit down and write your own vow yourself. You know, not just something that someone will write for you and say, if you say after me. So you just, you just repeat and you have no connection to those words. You can't even remember the things that you say. And sometimes it's, everybody's just saying the same thing. So, I mean, hey, it's not... Is it a Nigerian bad. thing? Or is yeah, it an yeah. African thing? Okay, so because, you know, it's a string of vows and other things. Basically, from, from day one, you win your woman, you already starts, you started sharing your vows already from the day you started wooing her. From the day you proposed to her, you already started with your vows already. Those are your vows, all right? So, I mean, it's just the fact that you are doing it in the presence of you know, a cloud of witnesses. So, that's what makes it different. Why you were telling her, I love her, I want to stay the rest of my life with you, I want to... Those were private conversations, but now you decide to bring it to the 
public. All right. So, so the vow should be something that you collect something coming from you to your partner. You're saying it. You can hear yourself. You will allow yourself to go through the whole process. Let's, let me let me not let me not lie to you. There's a lot. There's there's a lot to to learn and understand. You see, uh, I I mean. For, for myself, I, I came from a separated family too. So very loving family at the beginning, and eventually we got separated. And I could, I could, you know, you know, it's part of the motivation for you know what I'm doing now, and mm-hmm. you know, helping people be able to start up you know, a very you know solid family. And I can tell you for a fact that you know, um, um, I mean, in most of these things, I mean, people get into marriage, and I mean, you have loads of issues that have not been dealt with and you're bringing those baggages into marriage and all of a sudden your partner has to be your therapist it is it is crazy very very crazy too much load on your partner and that can weigh that can weigh the partner down and just say come on man i can't do this again definitely because you are now so much like a load like a very needy person beyond what the person is prepared for that's uncertainty that's wow. going to be a test to their marriage, something you're not prepared for. But, you know, if you go through proper counseling, you know, some of these things, you know, would have been revealed and a system would have been put in place to be able to manage this. And remember I told you, if you're going to get married, you must be prepared for growth, you must be prepared for learning. So basically, you can live your life with those baggages and it will just be on you. If you're on your own, but once you come into marriage, it will reveal all those things to bring them out, right? And they must be just if not, both of you have So at that point in time, there, there comes the decision. So a lot of things are responsible for early divorce. A lot of things are responsible. Wow, so, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not married yet, but I'm scared already. <laughs> it's just about preparation. Yeah, it's exactly, exactly. It's a passage to wholeness. You want to, you want to, you want to get better. It's that's the passage. You know, it's just the thing. It's the learning phase. It's a continuous learning program. That's what it is, hmm. basically. All right, so let. If, if, okay, you want to say something? No, if anyone is scared of learning, then maybe you should have a think about marriage. But if you feel ready to embrace learning, then I mean. Marriage is to, it's to sweet. True. All right. Let's talk about the impact. Uh, you know, this is quite broad, but we can shorten it. The impact on divorce. Because a lot of people just think you marry now and then you see, you face the test of marriage. And the next thing is, I can't cope with this lady. I can't cope with this guy. I'm just going to leave. I can't do it again. Now, I'm asking this in two questions. First, is there any reason? Is there a tangible reason? I know the scripture says something about you separating if it is too much for you to handle. Now, but aside that, you know, in reality now, is there a particular reason, any tangible one for you to leave your, your spouse or your partner? And uh, what impact does it really have on children? I can tell you that the impact it had on me was that I was alone for a long time, for like 20 to 25 years. I didn't have that fatherly love. I I was practically looking at how my mom trained us and what I see outside 
Do you understand? So it was more like me building myself and a little of what my mom gave me. So basically, what impact from your side, what impact does divorce, what impact did it have on you? And uh, what do you think it can, I know it can destroy a lot of things, but you know, examples would go a long way. Okay, so the thing about divorce is that, um, I mean, it's, um, it depends, number one, first of all, instance, everyone, every party involved will be affected, the family, directly or indirectly, though it might be in different magnitudes, depending on the level of involvement. Um, I mean, just basically, if you're going to miss your friends, that means you know, someone that you're so intimate with, probably had built a lot of memories together. So, so that kind of situation. But if someone who is just an acquaintance is leaving you, it, it might, the impact may not be as strong as in someone that is in, that you had, you built, you know, a bond, a very strong bond. So the same thing with marriage, all right? So depending on how involved the parties have been, all right, that's what will determine you know, the level of, I mean, the emotional impact it would have on them, all right? So that is one. So, I mean, and basically, I mean, it's always a trauma that there are people who come for therapy after going through divorce or why going through divorce because it's it's something that affects your emotions, your thinking. I mean, people have probably lived together and depending on each other, then you have to learn how to how to live without the person. And and in psychology, I mean, the only thing compared to death is divorce. I mean, something like that's strong is that because it's the same program you run for someone who is grieving that you, someone who is grieving is what you, you run for someone who is going through. They are so similar to someone who is going through divorce because they are learning how to live without someone. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with someone who, who dies, you know, it's therapy run for them. Is learning how to live without the person and coping with the memories and, and all the and all the areas. So the impact is always very, very, very strong. I mean, on the parties themselves. So I mean, uh, sometimes they don't even believe in themselves anymore. So they have doubts like, okay, am I good enough? Am I strong? Even for men too, sometimes like, okay, yeah, yeah, I make some mistakes. But I've done it right. Are there regrets? Are there you know all those things? You know, so those things are there, and depending on the circumstance, it could be violent. If it was violent, then definitely the person is going to be traumatized. So, so different person. I mean, for the couples themselves. Then, if if they have, I mean, children already, days, the the children will, because one thing about children is what they love is security. So, and that's, that trust is broken when their parents are not together. So, they are not even happy when their parents are arguing and, you know, it's okay. There was a day I was talking with my wife, we were just existing and it was, where it was high tone, this, <laughs> I mean, when my, my son runs are like, what's happening? Why are you guys fighting? And we're like, no, we're not fighting. I mean, so you can see. You can imagine. Like, you can imagine, like. What's going on? What's happening? You know. So I mean, two people you love. You know. I mean, you when when you know that okay, when things are okay, then things are okay with you. You're safe. So I mean, so they have trust broken. They have safety issues. I mean, so so many things. So many things that wow. That, that so I mean, that's the 
so I even for uh, I mean um, separation or divorce like that, it's still okay. I mean, if probably both can still be open to you know thinking about their children, you know, they can still work something out that can still make the children you know feel a little bit safer. There are some situations where there's a, there's a threat to life. Hmm. There's, there's a threat to life. Separation is inevitable. But in the midst of this, the children should still somewhere the other be protected, be looked after, I mean, be carried along. So that's one thing that children always want. What's going on? Tell us. Tell me how you And sometimes telling them how you feel can, you know, can really help. But you see that, I mean, parents just bottle up a lot. So children don't even know what's going on. So they don't, they can't, I mean, understand what's wrong with mommy or daddy emotionally. How are you feeling? What's going on? How does this feel? You know, you bring them into somebody like, oh, I don't want my children to know what's going on. I don't want to know. Let them know. They want to know. They are curious. They are curious about it. If you're open with them, they will ask questions. You just will talk about it. Them a better way, discuss this thing, and they will be fine if you have this communication with them, they will be better. Hmm. Right? But most likes the, the conversation is not always there, just, wow. it's almost like, Oh, yeah, this is my it's just between your dad and I, so you don't need to, you know, be involved or something like that. You don't need to know so much about it. No, <laughs> can bring them in the more, the more they know about it. Is safer they get, at least they can put their mind to rest, you know. But in a situation where, whereby one of the, I mean, one of the parents is not available at all, then it is necessary that you find someone to play that role socially. So probably it could be the pastor of your church that will probably be playing that figure, or your older brother, your uncle, someone who can be a role model who can help. Someone has to step in and feel that space. If not, that void will be there. Okay, so you can get someone to, you know, socially play that role. Someone who probably think is capable mm. can get closer to the person. Yeah, yeah. That role in that part of life, you know? So that's, that's some of the ways to, you know, to alleviate the effects of of, of uh, the impact of, I mean, the impact of the voice and on mm. all the parts. Okay, so this... It's always like, but it's, it's, it's manageable. Yeah, it is manageable. So this is the final question. All right. Uh, we oftentimes hear this very well, and I'm sure you've also heard it. Uh, you might even be practicing it. <laughs> they say that it is needed for you to marry your friend. I am asking this because my, my parents, when they were married, they were friends before they got married. According to what I heard, uh, they were friends, both in the same choir. So you can imagine how strong their friendship was. And then they got married. A few years down the line, they are done. After three children, they are done. And I'm like, okay, what happened to friendship? So first off is, do you believe in marrying your friend? I'm personally going to marry my friend. <laughs> but do you believe in marrying your friend? Okay. You know, some things are very, very, I mean, funny, interesting, based on the level of understanding. To even know what friendship really is. 
Yeah, that's the question. To really, really, really know the meaning of friendship. Because in marriage, everything will be tested. If you say someone is your friend, when you get into marriage, it will be tested. Indeed, the person is your friend. All right? Now, I'm not just going to say marry your friend, but make sure you are, the, you are a friend to whoever you're married to. Okay. Okay. I think I like that one. Be a friend to who you marry. Yeah. Because when you get into marriage, then you would have to be deliberate about your friendship. Okay, so what are the things that characterize friendship? I've talked about this a number of times. What are the things that characterize friendship? Why did you choose that? Why are you comfortable? Some people are your friends, all right? One, some are some way, some of us have different kinds of friends. We have the friends for different purposes. Yeah. When you are going to jive, groove, you know, friends to call. When you want to have serious conversation, you know, friends to call. When you know, you have friends for different reasons. You understand that? Yeah. Now, you know, and then you might have your best friend who's probably the kind of all around person, all right, and someone that you really trust while you can confide in the person. Uh, you know this person will not judge me. You're you're not afraid of anything or being judged or being looked upon. You're not afraid. You feel so safe and secure with this person. So there's so many things about friendship. All right, the ease, the environment, the atmosphere that you guys are in, how you solve your problems, and there's I mean the condition of friendship is different from the condition of a relationship. You must understand that there is no sense of ownership when it comes to friendship so we are best friends that's all there's no there's no excuse there's, there's nothing like oh an oath of friendship that today you are going to be my best friend and we'll be best friend forever for life you cannot be another best friend you don't have such oath in friendship so the condition in friendship is not on the condition in relationship but in relationship you have an oath binding you you can't have so there's a sense of ownership today you are mine and today I'm yours. So there is oath. So it's a different condition. Hmm. All right. You know, the reason I asked, the reason I asked was because my mom and dad, they are friends now. <laughs> and I keep asking okay. myself, so why? So that, that, that's because I told you about the condition. The oath yeah. is when there's a sense of ownership, it's different. When you have a sense of ownership, you are like, no, you can't laugh too much. You can't laugh with that person. You can't do this. I mean, you're, you're watching out for the person. You're trying to let the world know that this person is mine. You are always marking your territory. You don't have to do that with your friends. Do you understand that? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Okay? So if you're not coming to relationship, you don't have to ease things. You don't have to be deliberately easing things. I say, okay, fine, all right, yeah, you're mine. And I need to be secure and know that you're mine. And I still let you go and play and come back. And I still know that you're mine. Even when I know you have gone to play, I still have to be rest assured that you're mine. So you're not conscious of everything. So while I'm going out and I'm playing, I'm calling you to let you know, oh, this is where I am. I'm having fun. These are the people here with me. All because I want you to rest assured that I'm still yours and, you know, our friendship is still in fact. Wow. So you don't have to go through all that with someone that you're just in friendship with you can you can even your best friend can can relocate to another country you don't owe each other calls every day every mm -hmm. time you have to you can't do that so i mean you're you're in a committed relationship 
there's an agreement binding you. You just became friends by, by default. Do you understand? And that default can't run a relationship. Yeah, yeah, with gym buddies. Oh, yeah, we just met in church and we just got that default section, all right? <laughs> so there was really no coming to sit down together and you know, talking deliberately about we're going to be friends and we're going to be back for each other and, and we, are, we are being bound by rules, you know, and stuff like, oh, you don't have that friendship. So the friendship in marriage is different from the friendship friendship. Wow. Thank you very, very, very much for this. You've really opened my eyes to what it really is and uh, how to go about all of this. Uh, I usually ask my guests this question. What's that random thought on your mind right now? What are you thinking? Okay, so right now, um, I'm going out. Oh, okay, let me not hold you down then. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, need I tell you that this great man, Secret Place Husband on Twitter, on Instagram, has two great songs, which I will be playing during this conversation. You should check it out. Uh, You want to tell them? Yeah, sure. So uh, they have Take Me, but it's from my um, soon-to-be-released album. So I have Take Me, and I have, I just released... um, um, what's that one again? Uh, Sugar Baby, yeah. So I just released Sugar Baby. And so you should watch out. I will be playing it, so just stick around yeah. and keep listening. Great songs, yeah. I must say. The video, fantastic. Uh, I was still yeah. anticipating the video of Sugar Baby, though. Uh, but <laughs> all right, all right, then. <laughs> So you should check them out. Thank you so much, Ola Shoeton, uh, also known as the Secret Place Husband. Yeah, you're welcome. All right. Have yourself a fantastic day. All right. And yes, indeed, that's how the cookie crumbles. Uh, It's a beautiful conversation. But need I tell you that these conversations are not just for me alone, for you. You need to listen. You need to learn. You need to share uh, while you're learning, you, you learning is you sharing. Uh, do you understand? Is you telling that other person that it always doesn't have to be like this. It can be better. Uh, divorce is always not the final answer. But in most cases, people are too quick to jump into divorce. I personally think this is just my opinion. If you think it is getting too much for you, you know, you're too overwhelmed by what you're saying, by the test of marriage. You can separate for a while, you know, get yourself together and then go back. You know, while both of you have an agreement, though, you know, rather than just cutting ties. I don't believe in cutting ties, but, you know, when it becomes violent, <laughs> my brother, please cut ties. <laughs> please cut ties. It is randoms with dial buttons. And yes, it is me saying... Uh, support in your own little way um share uh rate this podcast please rate it and uh it has been fun uh, there's still more more conversations to come so i say in this village there's a lot of rumblings and random discussion happening so it'd be good to check out every other random conversation and uh yes i can say welcome to our newcomers welcome 
to the village. Let's do it. 